close to say your um, your doctors or your personal finance uh, person that you may use. So everything we do uh, is maybe different from your strategies when it comes to health and uh, wealth. So uh, please do your own research. And at the same time, um, you know, feel free to ask us questions and we will answer to our best knowledge in a general way. And um, when it comes to specific questions that we feel that we can't handle, we'll ask you to, uh, you know, seek out professional advice that's near you. Uh, for instance, your health, uh, no one knows you better than your own doctor. Um, so that's that. Uh, shout outs to our sponsor, Inc. Brodo, who's from our community uh, run by David. And he is um, the one who puts together our shirts and stuff for um, for our brand for NFT athletic community. We are going to be a little bit delayed on our PO app for this round. Um, we have a little delay on something. So uh, still same uh, scenario. If you want to claim the PO app, go into our discord. There's a channel that's called um, request PO app. Just jump in there and type PO app. And then I will send you your PO app. Hey, Vero, glad to have you with us. Um, so yeah, so that's the POAP and everything. Um, we're gonna take a little step aside as we try to get Simona on here, who's our special guest. So we're gonna be talking about um, uh, her perspective of health. She's a health um, coach and we figured we'd do a little something different like we did last time we talked about performance this time we're going to talk a little bit about something different um and simona was on peg show peg and pam show last uh two weeks ago and so she was talking about being a health coach so i thought it'd be great to pull her in and see her aspect of things um and then we'll talk about community news and of course we'll open it up at the end for any Q and A, uh, for any questions that you have, could be related to something that Simona talks about, or anything at all. Uh, doesn't have to be. Um, it could be something specific to you. Um, so, if you give us a few more minutes, we're going to try to get uh, Simona uh, on on Twitter here with us. I can hear you.
Okay, sorry everybody. Um, just having some technical difficulties here. Hey Chad, can, can you see if you can work with Simona as I keep the show kind of rolling? Sure. Okay, thank yeah. you. Um, I'll start with our community news. Uh, so what's going on with the community? Um, let's see, we're getting ready for VCon. VCon's right around the corner. Really excited about that. Um, oh, Chad, I can hear you on Twitter. Thanks. Um, so uh, yeah, we've got VCon coming up, which we're excited about. Uh, we have uh, taken off the, the table the 5K, the official 5K, um, as well as the, um, the venue for the social event. But we are still having the 5K um, for gold members right now um, that we can have up to 49 individuals that show up. And then we will still open up the social for the gold members who get that NFT. Um, today, very exciting news. We have, hey, Brandon, uh, we have started our journey in real life, um, which, what does that mean? So today I have opened up a, a running club for NFT Athletic Community. It's our first one. I did it in our, our local town. And so now we are reaching out to the local community and trying to um, get our uh, community to spread in real life. So I had about, I'm, I'm in a really small town, so I would not be surprised if um, maybe one person showed up and maybe even a bear. Uh, that's how small my town is. Uh, we see more animals than people sometimes, <laughs> uh, but we had a uh, pretty good um, uh, turnout where we had six people show up and that was just like a less than a week uh, notice for everybody in the town. And so I think it's just going to grow from there. So I'm really excited to um, start the journey in real life. And the idea here is that we're going to build clubs uh, around the globe and eventually we'll start, you know, competing against each other. We'll do virtual events together and things like that. So I'm really excited to, um, start our real life adventure with, um, with runners and walkers. And I even had a biker, um, come up to me and say, Hey, uh, you know, do you have a club for biking? And so I said, no, but we can start one. So we have a, a wide range of people who are showing up. Uh, we have uh, walkers. We have um, people who are interested in racing and things like that. So I'm really excited to start that venture. And of course, we'll eventually um, help these individuals in, in, at their own pace come over to uh, Web3. What was very interesting to me actually is um, <laughs> I have our logo on the signup sheet and almost 
every single one of them picked up on the NFT and they asked me about the NFT. So I was able to explain a little bit about uh, blockchain and what we're doing. And uh, they were actually pretty interested in what we're doing, um, which was uh, surprising to me. Uh, I thought a lot of them were going to be like, wow, you're kooky or whatever. But uh, they... <laughs> They were very open to it. They were asking me lots of questions and, and they could have walked away at any time. Uh, so it was very interesting to see uh, my local town of, you know, literally I can run from one end of my town to the other. That's how small it is. And it's, uh, I think, five miles uh, long. And so if you blink, you're, you're through my town. So I was pretty, pretty excited um, to have six people show up. And I think... Uh, as we continue to meet up as a club in real life, more and more folks will join us um, and, and the club will expand. And then the idea is to go from my local town to um, other, other towns, uh, whether it be here in New Hampshire where I live or somewhere else um, that if you're interested in starting a club under NFT Athletic Community, um, we'll help you do that. And uh, of course, then we can start doing some really interesting things like, um, like I said, challenges and uh, really get some cool, fun things going on for our community. So, uh, so we've started our second phase, which is uh, moving from virtual to real. And um, we're going to continue building out, of course, the Web3 aspect of things and uh, I kind of dropped an alpha um, in our clubhouse as well as in Peg and Pam's show earlier. So our gold membership and our tokens that we have released, uh, we're building utility out of it. And just to kind of give you uh, sort of like the, the side of direction we're going with this is that um, a big portion of what we're working on is exercise to earn. So right now you can participate and if you do so many certain exercises during the week, um, you get points for that and those points turn into POAPs. Um, actually, we moved away from POAPs and we've gone to Polygon uh, because uh, we were having problems with POAP uh, uh, supporting us in that process. But so now you get an NFT on Polygon for your exercising. But that's just the beginning. The idea is to get to the point, and we're, this is what we're building right now, is if you go out there and exercise, and let's say you go for a run, um, that's increasing your endurance. And we're going to airdrop you a PFP in the future, and your avatar is going to be upgraded by the points that you earn through exercise. So... Um, if you go out and lift, you're, you're increasing your strength. You increase the strength of your avatar. If you go out for a run and do endurance, um, you increase the endurance of your avatar. I'm not going to get too much into the game portion quite yet, what you can do with your avatar. But if you're not into gaming, that's okay because uh, we feel that the future is going towards metaverse and will that technology will still be developed that you can uh, trans uh, tr 
transfer, transform your points into, um, you know, things that you can get on metaverse or uh, things in real life. Um, so we're building this out that every time you earn or do something, you can actually um, convert those that exercise into something real. Um, so that's so that's the big news, sort of the future of what you can get with our tokens. Um, <clears throat> I am doing a lot of behind the scenes conversations with different groups. So we're trying to build collaborations um, with real life companies now. And so I don't know what that means quite yet. I was approached by uh, one company to do a collaboration with them. Um, I'm kind of letting things fall, but at the same time, uh, I've been really involved with many different um, individuals to kind of, uh, let's say, get exposure to our community. And so um, hopefully we can continue to bring um, really um, interesting uh, individuals uh, or guests to our show. And on that note, we are going to start expanding to Instagram and spending more time on Instagram and in engaging there. And if you follow us on Instagram, you probably have noticed that um, we're reaching out to you a little bit more often directly um, to to create that engagement. So uh, soon we'll probably be doing some Instagram lives, sort of like this Twitter uh, spaces in order to, um, um, you know, tap into that uh, group. Technically speaking, I have more connections on Instagram than I did in Web3. And so, uh, but we really wanted to get the technology here. And uh, Jenny and I, who Jenny and the audience had a really good conversation about um, the future of NFTs. And a lot of people we feel are focusing more on, uh, let's say, um, Discord management and as well as, um, let's say, development tech. And people are looking for coding and web developers and things like that. Uh, the key thing for us is um, we've been sort of in two spaces, uh, real life and Web3, but our expectation and preparation is more on transitioning, uh, we'll, we'll call them Web2 folks to Web3. And uh, one of the key things is having individuals uh, that can help um, sort of like what vFriends are doing with uh, version two to educate and get people over to, um, you know, to, to Web3. It's a little bit trickier for a smaller community like us. Uh, Gary V has a lot of attention, a lot of um, pull and a lot of resources. So for us, it has to be a, little, uh, a lot more strategic and the niche that we're in as a community, um, I think it's even more important. So, um, but we are looking always towards the future and what we're able to bring. And um, I'm pretty happy about our progress right now. 
And oh, look at our guest star made it. Awesome. Let me see if I can pull her up. Um, so um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about our future here at NFT Athletic Community and what we're able to do. Um, hey, Simona. Hello. You made oh my it. God, modern technology. <laughs> well, we just flipped around what we were going to do. Typically, we like to talk about community news after the fact. So we did it at the beginning instead. So now uh, we can transition into um, uh, to talking to you and talking about what you're all about, which uh, I stumbled upon you and Peg and Pam's show. And uh, you were talking about uh, voiceover actor and what was interesting is you, you mentioned uh, being a health coach and I was like, Ooh, and you had, you, you dropped a couple of nuggets. I'm not sure if people picked up on it, but I did. And I was like, Ooh, we got to get her on uh, because I like to bring your perspective into um, this world of what we're trying to do here. So maybe you could um, give us a little bit of who you are and what you do. Yes. Well, thank you all for your patience. I um, stress is definitely going to be a part of our talk today. So <laughs> I stress out <laughs> figuring out that I had to have the app and not just go in an online browser uh, made all the difference. So <clears throat> I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, and I, in regards to health, uh, I'm a bit of a newbie in terms of my practice, though I've been uh, studying and researching and in school and uh, working with people on the down low uh, for about four years now. <clears throat> but I haven't really set up my website and all the glamorous stuff that you're supposed to do, you know, to get business. Uh, but I, I went to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, uh, as well as the uh, Universal Coaching for Life Coaching and Positive Psychology. And, but all of that uh, really started <clears throat> very years ago when I was looking into uh, my mom's health. Uh, she has dementia, she has uh, diabetes, heart attacks, breast cancer, you name it, she's had it. She's a Mack truck, the fact that she's still alive right now. Uh, but I was looking into her situation and I came across uh, a well-known gentleman who some people may know, uh, Dr. Mark Hyman. And he, <clears throat> you also have to excuse me, I do voiceovers as well. And I was doing many, many voiceovers today. So I'm losing my voice a bit. But uh, Dr. Mark Hyman mentioned that uh, depression, anxiety, all that was ca caused by, or one of the causes was inflammation of the brain. And in that, I found power. Uh, hold on, my husband is using the microwave and I'm going to uh, ask him to shut it off so it stops beeping. <laughs> Thanks, Real life honey. right here. Thanks, love. Uh, so, um, so what I found in that statement uh, was power, was freedom, was the initiation that I had the ability and I had choices for my own health. Uh, in 2008, I attempted suicide. Uh, spoiler alert, it didn't work. 
Um, I was a drug addict, a sex worker, depressed, um, in a in a pretty bad state. And I was on medications and thought, you know, that's it. I'm on medications for life. These medications are doing all sorts of things to me, um, side effects and such. And I thought I had no choice. I thought it was just, you know, this is the way it's going to be. I dealt with indigestion, so much indigestion. And I thought, okay, well, I guess I just have to take ginger and that's all I can do about it. But I realized the more I did research that I really was in way more control than I thought that literally we are what we eat, <laughs> literally, uh, and that I could choose or make choices that would decrease the inflammation in my brain and my body uh, that could help the chronic pain that I have uh, with a um, four herniated discs. Um, so there, there was a number of things that I was dealing with that I thought really I, I had no control over. Um, but that is not true. We have way more control than we think. Um, and the, the, the main thing is that we're going to be talking about at, uh, at some point is that even with circumstances, even with the, most, the worst of circumstances, you still have a choice. The choice, the way in which you're going to respond to that circumstance is your choice. So I could have just given up and been like, all right, I have, you know, I, I I'm, have take these medications. I did all this horrible things in my life and I'm never going to get over it and I'm never going to get past it. Uh, or I can make these choices towards mindset, towards uh, eating foods that do not cause me indigestion, that do not cause me depression, that do not cause me anxiety, that do not cause me, you know, for inflammation more uh, for chronic pain. Uh, I have, there is always a choice. I don't want to talk too much. <laughs> no, that's, um, that's very interesting. So all these things are happening. Was that um, during the time of what your mother was experiencing in the middle at the end? Um, not, the, not, not the end, but like, um, when, when were you experiencing this? Do you think that had any ties to um, the timeline there? was uh what was what when my sorry. when you're when you, you were talking about your mother earlier and you uh -huh. were saying that she was you know experiencing all these things were you at i, I may have missed it but are, were you at the same time experiencing those things or was that after or before yeah, yeah her her situation she had a, a stroke very uh, early um and I was in a, an abusive relationship and uh, the, just uh, one thing after another uh, led to a downfall in my health. And when I came up for air, finally, uh, <clears throat> my, I started to look into my mom's you know, health to see if there was anything that can be done for dementia because everybody says, that's it. You have dementia, you have Alzheimer's, good luck. And that is far from the truth far from the truth. Your genes do not even dictate your health. Believe that. Your genes, I'm going to say that again, do not dictate your health. So if you have certain, I mean, sometimes the genes are very strong. You know, don't get me wrong. Those genes can be very strong and take over your entire family. But for the most part, your decisions and lifestyle and the way you live and your wellness 
matter more than the, than your genes because all of these a lot of these genes alzheimer's dementia different things uh they're light switches inside of you and if you're not taking care of your health if you're making choices that's like all right uh i'm gonna go out drinking and eat a bunch of fried food and uh you know um and that's just how i'm gonna live my life right now then guess what that switch to alzheimer's dementia that's gonna go on that's gonna go on a lot you know quicker than it might have if you said you know what, I'm going to have uh, one or two drinks. I'm going to drink water. I'm going to make sure I'm drinking on a full stomach uh, and I'm going to get some good sleep. And I'm, I'm not going to do that every night. You know, then you have more chance of not turning on that gene switch. But my mom's health, because, uh, yeah, her health sucked. <laughs> overweight, you know, not taking care of herself. That really uh, has always enlightened me uh, and inspired me in terms of the choices that I make uh, after I started paying attention to my health and the way and the fact that I had these choices that I could make. So then I would say, based on that, you were your first client. Your mother was your second client. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, I'm curious, with all those things that you said, if you had a baseline of what... Um, uh, somebody was going through, what, what would you say is the baseline of what do you define as healthy from, from your perspective? What's a healthy person? Because it seems like more of a mindset, not necessarily your genes or um, things like that. It's almost like you're saying that you can first determine what that health is going to be. But what, what is that to you? Well, it's different for every single person. Uh, there's, there's, um, Chris Waddle is a, uh, a paraplegic and he did an unassisted climb of Mount Kilimanjaro. And there's been a few people after him that are paraplegics that have done Mount Everest and such. And people would look at him and think, oh my gosh, he's, he's not healthy. He doesn't have any limbs. You know, what, what choice does he have? What good does he have? But he said, you know what, <laughs> I could just be depressed and have everybody do everything for me or I could say, screw it. You know, if I, I you know, I, what, 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 what more do I have to lose? <laughs> really? And, he, you know, and they, these are the choices that he made. But every single person is different, dependent on their circumstances. So I'm not going to walk up to you and say you have to eat organic. Uh, you know, you have to exercise five times a week. You have to, uh, you know, all, all the things that people think, well, I'll never be able to keep up with that if that's what it means to be healthy. What it means to be healthy depends on you, your life, your circumstance, your body. Uh, some people are allergic to cauliflower and broccoli. Uh, you know, so you have to be very particular in terms of paying attention to yourself and what is good for you. Um, more often than not, I would say if you can get eight hours of sleep, that's number one. But some people don't have jobs that allot them that, you know, or fam they have families, they have jobs that do not allow them eight hours of sleep. So if they get six hours of sleep, that's all they get. And they have to own that. Then they have to get the best, you know, six hours of sleep that they can get. And along with that, drink lots of water, you know, be careful of what they eat and all that. Um, if you're able, if you have like injuries, you know, and you can't do a lot of exercise, depending on what your injuries are, 
you know, there's always, there's always something else that you can do. There's always another way. Um, so you have to find what works for you in terms of your environment, in terms of what your body needs and doesn't need, you know. There was a while where I was like, okay, I'm going to be a vegan. That's the most healthiest choice that I can make. Uh, and that was how, you know, it helped me because I found out one of the things that caused me indigestion was dairy. But I was, I was missing meat. My body was craving the amino acids and certain uh, vitamins and components of meat that you just really can't get from certain supplements. So I had to implement meat back into my diet. That's what was best for me. Um, so even people that are, you know, dead set on being vegan because of animals, you know, uh, I highly respect them. Uh, but that being said, it is important to make sure that your body is still getting the nourishment that it needs. Um, so to be healthy, a lot of it is mindset. Yeah, it's really wanting to pay attention to your life, really wanting to, you know, see how you react to things, see how you move through things, the choices that you make. Uh, you know, we are definitely in charge, like I said, of way more than we think. And if you, you know, there are so many people that say, I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to do this. And my whole thing is, you know, motivation is the hardest part, right? Just, just doing it. Just doing it is the hardest part. So it starts with tiny, 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 tiny habits, little tiny habits. Can you do one push-up a day? I ask my clients and they laugh at me. They say, what? One push-up a day? What is that? What's that going to do for me? What it's going to do is it's going to get exercise movement into your body, into your daily, you know, to become, to become a habit. So that's what we're trying to do is, you know, it, to find healthy, you need to trade off habits that aren't benefiting you, aren't serving you for, you know, those, those uh, habits that are. But there's so many different ways of doing it, but you have to get it in your system. You have to start small in order to be sustainable. You can't make big, some people can make big changes at once, you know, that's great for them. That's awesome. Not most people, though, especially if you want it to be sustainable. So I was in a program uh, coaching, and they were doing all these specials where it was lose five pounds for your wedding, you know, lose five pounds for summer. And I dropped out because that's not, that's not sustainable. That's not life. That's, that's taking words like diet and I want to be bad and I'm cheating today. And not making it your reality, you know, not making it sustainable. You're making it, you know, you're choosing that you're cheating instead of saying, okay, I choose to eat this, you know, chicken wing. I choose not to exercise today. I choose that I'm going to get less sleep today. I choose that, uh, you know, I'm going to get a little angry today because I have some things that I need to release, whatever it is. You choose that. You choose that. And that gives you ownership. That gives you freedom. That allows you to own your life and say, well, I chose that, all right? And it makes me feel like, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse, so I won't, but I, I do have, I tend to have a foul mouth. It made me feel like crap. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I can, you now have the choice to not do it again. Now, that doesn't mean that everything is an easy choice. That's not what I'm saying. If you have addictions, 
I've had addictions. You know, if you have like deep depression, all that. But you can choose to talk to someone about it. You can choose to ask a friend for accountability. Say, I really don't want to go to this AA meeting. Can you go with me? Can you please go with me? You know, ask for help. You can choose uh, to ask for help, whatever it is. Um, but there's, there's always, there's always, you know, again, if you have this depression, addictions, if you have different cancers, all that, uh, Victor uh, Frankel, who is the king of choice, um, was a Holocaust survivor. And he went through everything that you never want to imagine a person to go through. But he held on to the fact that he had the choice that they were not going to break him. They could take everything away from him, but his choice to how he was going to respond to all of it. And he chose to say, when I get out of here, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to be, I'm going to continue my therapy practice. I'm going to take care of people because I've seen so many people die and commit suicide and fade away because they thought they had no choices because they thought they had nothing to live for. So there's choice, there's meaning. Uh, and with that comes health, comes life. That was, that was some babbling there, but I hope there was some through line to follow. Yeah, no, uh, I think that's, you, you threw a lot out there. Um, and I think that one of the things that I'm trying to understand is um, from that choice, and, and maybe this is going really deep, uh, do you, why do you think some people feel like they don't have a choice? Is it something that they're taught? Is it something that um, they they kind of want to not face the responsibility? Um, what what have you your experience is? Why why do people feel like they don't have a choice? That's a great question. Um, people do not feel they have a choice because their brains tell them they don't have a choice. Uh, society tells us we don't have a choice. Social media tells us we don't. There's everything around us is constantly telling us that we don't have a choice, that everybody else has a say in our life. Um, but it's also easy to get stuck. It's easy because it becomes your norm. You know, as someone that's dealt with uh, depression and still and still working with it, uh, it became, and this always sounds strange, but it became a blanket. It became a comfortable blanket. Now, when I say comfortable, I mean comfortable with nails. <laughs> so I would wear this blanket that was so comfortable with nails because it was what I was used to. It was all I knew. It was my norm. And so we allow these things to become our norm, our way of being, our, <clears throat> our, our way of life. You know, that's all we can see. We get stuck in a cycle. And we don't think we have choices because we say, well, you know, I have this disease. I have this horrible job. I'm stuck in this relationship. But if you say you don't have a choice, that means that you are stuck, that you are a victim, that you are... Uh, you know, a product of this abusive relationship and you'll never get out. And that's, it's tricky to say because you don't want to say, oh, well, that, that uh, person who's being abused chose to be there. But you can say to them, 
they do have a choice. They have a choice that gives them hope. That gives them hope. Uh, but so many of us don't understand that or see that or feel that uh, because it's got to become, you get, we become paralyzed. Um, we become paralyzed by our, you know, bad decisions or, um, or overwhelmed. Uh, even when we think we make good, good decisions, we're dissatisfied with them because we think, you know, the alternative could have been better. So, uh, so with, with choice, um, I'm assuming that you're actually excited when somebody comes to speak to you in, in this, um, in this aspect of your life, because they have already made a choice that they want to make a change. Um, how, what do you think is that trigger? Is it different for everybody? Um, do you see a common, like, does anybody like, do you ever ask that question? Like, what actually made you, or maybe even your own experience, what made you click that switch and say, okay, I have a choice. And once you've decided that, what's usually the first thing that you um, ask people to tackle when, when they start saying, yeah, okay, I got a choice. I threw a bunch of questions at you, hopefully. <laughs> no, you no, no, <clears throat> I, I recently heard a statement where someone said, your happiness does not depend on happenings. And that, <clears throat> to me, that meant happiness is not what happened. It's how you think about what happened. So, you know, we can't fully rely on other people or circumstances to bring us happiness, to bring us hope. And there's no objective way to tell anybody that they are, you know, this is how you have a good life. This is how you have a good day. Our lives or our successes or whatever are based only upon our judgment, really. Like, uh, joy, I often ask people, when people say to me, like, uh, I don't ask people what they do, right? Because a lot of people are not doing what makes them happy. And I don't want to talk about it. So I say to people, hey, what brings you a little joy? What brings you a little happiness? You know, because joy can be personally defined. And every single time, every single time I say to someone, instead of what do you do? I say, what is your, you know, what is it that brings you a little joy? They are thrown off like I just smacked them in the face. They're like, uh, what? Uh, I, I, joy, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what brings me joy. Again, because we attach ourselves to uh, the negative, you know, we attach ourselves to uh, the things that make us question ourselves in our lives because life is tricky. You know, we're constantly questioning ourselves in our lives and each decision you make can move you towards or away from how you define happiness, success, joy, balance. Um, and it's never too late to make those chains or break the chains of self-defeating attitudes and habits. Uh, you challenge yourself to grow in the qualities you admire and practice the power of personal choices and control with your relationships, your health, your happiness. All of it will benefit. Uh, and then you'll feel a greater sense of control over managing stress and, and moving in the direction that you want. But for a lot of people, for me... I had to reach a breaking point. You know, I was, I 
each time the the most growth I have found in my life is when I break, I hit rock bottom, I just I just crack, uh, and in that crack, in those you know bits and pieces, is when you really discover, wait a minute, all is not lost, all is not lost, but you don't know why, you don't know why, like you may not know why at that moment why there is hope, why you can be that little kitten hanging on to the, you know, the branch, like, wait, one more, one more bit. Uh, You don't know that, but there's, what I really like is there's a philosophy and art. It's called the art of Kintsugi. It's a Japanese art uh, where they break beautiful porcelain vases, (laughs) vase vase. Uh, and then they piece them back together with this beautiful gold or silver uh, glue, lacquer, 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 lacquer. <laughs> and, uh, and it becomes a whole new, beautiful piece of art. And that's, a, there's a philosophy that goes with that that I love and that I work with people with is that we are all a bunch of broken pieces, just a bunch of broken pieces on the floor. And we often look at all of these pieces and we're like, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to put all this together? How am I going to pull all this together? What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? Or they look at it and they say, I'm broken. This is broken. This is, you know, why do I want this broken piece? And this is, you know, this is uh, tainted. Uh, This is tainted. I I don't want anything to do with this. I haven't, I don't often talk about uh, the, you know, to be honest, the sex work that I did. It's not something that I um, am proud of by any means, and I'm often judged, especially by women, uh, but it's a part of me. It's a part of me, and it made me more resilient. It made me respect myself more. It made me understand humans more. So each piece, each piece of us, when we glue it back together, each time, and I'm not saying you do it once, we do it thousands of times. Thousands of times we will break, And we will pull all of these pieces back together and put ourselves together in this beautiful new piece of art with this beautiful gold liquor, you know, glue keeping us together. And we become something different. We adapt. Survival of the fittest is not the person that does 100 push-ups in 10 seconds. It's the person that adapts. It's the person that says, my circumstances right now suck. (laughs) Whatever they are, they are really bad. And they weigh me down but I'm here in this life for something whatever it is there is a meaning there's something that is important to me whether it is you know fitness whether it is nfts whether it is you know helping people whether it is being an engineer whether it is being a a mother a father uh whatever it is you know or just being just being alive you know, that is what I need to work for. That is each time when I pull all those pieces together and I become a new whole and I become more resilient, more adaptable, a new version of myself. Each time I get to say, I get to say who I am and how I invent myself and how I will move forth into this world from now on. Each time you break, you get the choice and the say to pull yourself back together and be who you want to be in this world. No matter what age you are, no matter what your circumstances, you are the one that owns it. 
Wow. Um, wow. Uh, with that, I'm going to um, allow anybody to come up on uh, stage to ask Simona or anybody a question while we continue uh, the conversation. So if you have a question, go ahead and raise your hand and I'll bring you up and uh, you can go ahead and do that. Um, man, I, I, I saw that in your, um, I forgot that what you called it, um, on your profile. And I was like, I wonder what that is. I wonder if she'll bring it up. And I'm glad you brought it up because that actually, um, man, I think we all could reflect on what you just said that, that Japanese, um, what'd you call it? I'm sorry. It's a kintsugi, K-I-N-T-S-U-G-I. Okay. Uh, and it's a 15th century practice um, that's, you know, art uh, and pottery. Um, but it also allows you to, you know, it basically, it sees the beauty and the incomplete and value and the simplicity is what, you know, is one of the things. But um, there's many versions of it. Uh, it teaches you that your broken places make you stronger, uh, and better than before. You know, that you are, that learn, it teaches you to learn to embrace your cracks. So with that, um, there was something else that we were kind of talking, um, when we, when we were trying to connect, um, for, for the show, how does that relate to, um, something you brought up called the gap. I think that has something to do with choice, right? There's a gap between stimulus and response. I think Stephen Covey brought it up as, but you, you said something that Frankel um, brought up. How, how's that play into, into this? Yeah. So the, the gap, the space, the in-between um, is the most important. Uh, Victor Frankel, as I, uh, I mentioned before, was a, a Holocaust survivor and therapist and, and philosopher and, and writer. Um, and his quotes were, uh, everything can be taken from a person, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's own attitude in any given situation or circumstance. You choose your own way. And between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. And in that lies growth and freedom. So, uh, you know, there, there are times where I, you know, one thing that helps me with my anxiety, my stress, my anger, is I learn to stop myself in certain ways, like taking, you know, five deep belly breaths or doing the uh, five senses where you do five things that you could see, four things that you can uh, touch, uh, three things and, and so on. And when I, you know, that is, that is the, uh, that's the sort of pause. And then that space, you know, between the stimulus and response is I could either continue on this path of anger, you know, like the Hulk smash, smash, <laughs> smashing everything I can, can in sight which causes massive inflammation in my body, physical, you know, pain uh, in my body, or, uh, you know, the stress that I put myself through, the worry, that causes inflammation in my body and brain. Uh, and that stress and inflammation, people do not give that enough credit in terms of what kills people. 
the how much stress and uh, anxiety and all that leads to uh, horrible health conditions, uh, including building plaque on your brain, which leads to dementias, Alzheimer's, you know, Parkinson's, all that, uh, cancer, like all of these things. Um, so in that moment of stimulus and response, I choose and I say, all right, how is this serving you right now? How is this excess energy and this cursing and this, you know, punching, how is this helping you right now? What is it doing? What do you, where do you feel it? I feel it in my back. I feel it growing in my back. I feel it in my shoulders. I feel my shoulders rising up to my ears. I feel it in my head. I have a throbbing headache. I feel it in my sinuses. I'm getting all clogged up. How is this serving you, Simona? Take a minute. Is this really important? Is this important towards your future? Is getting angry at this guy who's standing in front of the door when I'm trying to get off the subway and I want to kick him in the face and say, it's a door. <laughs> Stop standing in the door. I'm in New York, by the way. Uh, you know, instead, I, you know, I say, excuse me, if he doesn't listen, I, I figure out another way to get out. But getting angry about it, how is that going to help me? How is that serving me? How is that, you know, it's, it's doing nothing but causing me more pain and frustration and suffering. So between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space, we have a choice. We choose how we will respond. So like I said before, Chris Waddle, you know, he could have just sat in, you know, and being a paraplegic and been like, well, screw this, life sucks, I give up. And he said, no, I choose to take chances. I choose to test my abilities, to test my comfort zone, to take me out of it and see what happens. And so that's that space uh, that I'm talking about. It is the most important aspect of our life, <laughs> I think. Awesome. Um, we're, we're about that time where we have to kind of close down shop here, but uh, thank you so much. Uh, if somebody wanted to reach out to you and talk more about this um, or even inquire about uh, what you can do to help them, um, how, how can they reach out to you? Uh, they can find me. Um, well, my email is uh, Coach Simona Berman, C-O-A-C-H-S, as in Saturday, I-M-O-N-A, Berman, B as in Bravo, E-R-M-A-N, at gmail.com. Uh, they can find me on Instagram uh, at, uh, I guess, at Simonita underscore the underscore great. Um, I'm working on my health coaching website, but I do have a, I have a voiceover website, so you can always find me at www.simonaberman.com. That's my voiceover website. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for um, joining us. We're really grateful that you uh, carved time out to uh, share your knowledge, and um, I'm, I'm glad I I'm glad I picked you out from uh, the the Peg and Pam show uh, to bring you on here, and uh, hopefully we can bring you back in the future and kind of um, see if. Uh, you know, your thoughts have changed. Maybe you've gotten more enlightened because um, our journey of learning and growing uh, always continues. So I'd be interested to see 
um, if, if we could be so honored to have you in the future, come back and uh, talk about what you've learned on your journey as you continue on with it. I am so honored to be here. Thank you so much, Angelo. This has been incredible. This has been an experience. And I thank you for your patience, everybody, with my uh, lack of Twitter knowledge. <laughs> it's all good. This, and I appreciate you all uh, listening. You're all beautiful avatars. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that, of course, um, just real quick, uh, feel free uh, to jump in on our Discord and in our, we have a channel called POAP Request. Go ahead and type POAP in there and we will uh, send you the POAP. Uh, it will be a little bit delayed. Actually, it's not a, is it a POAP? Yeah, that one is a POAP. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out which ones are POAPs, which are not. Uh, so it will be a little bit delayed, but um, just go ahead and say POAP and we'll get that to you as soon as we can. Um, and Chad, do you have any closing comments? Yeah, I would just uh, like to thank you again, Simona. This has been this has been amazing. Um, I love the the Kintsugi analogy, um, and I think just the awareness of of that gap um, that you were talking about helps us. Um, you know, will help us to to think through in the moment because um, I think so many times we just caught, get caught up with. Um, things surprising us and we just reacting to it, but just the knowledge that there's a gap there. And if we can find the gap, take a breath and choose a better way to respond, that'll be healthier for us. Um, I, I think that's the, that's a big takeaway I have anyway. Um, but again, I, um, I loved your, uh, all, all of your talk and I appreciate you being here. So thank you so much. Thanks Chad. And thanks for trying to help me with my, technical <laughs> my pleasure yeah all right thank you everybody down below again for joining us we will be back here in two wednesdays which will be uh let's see uh april what is that april 12th uh 13th april 13th and uh look forward to seeing you all then and hanging out in the discord have a good night everybody Thank you again, Simona. Good night. Good night. Thank you.